Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Oh, sorry! <laughs> Austin's washing his hands for the 90th time, just in case there's COVID on any of the surfaces in here. I just, whatever. Says wash your hands, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I wash them before I eat a meal, and periodically throughout the day. There you go. It's a fun show. I'm not saying it's our best. We needed to get back and do it. And I, I feel it's a it's a it's a rallying show. Really, we we haven't recorded in like four weeks. I feel like we were we were held back. We were we, the reins were on, not for anything we did, just because we had an audience here for yeah. a while. Yeah, they, they constricted us a little bit. Didn't get into the groove. Didn't really hit. Like, didn't really hit on the Elliot Page stuff that I had wanted to hit on. We covered it a little. Bit. We covered yeah, it enough. but I wanted to go deeper. I, 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 I'm finding myself hating some of some of the aspects of the change in our culture to the extent that it's like, am I the old guy now? How long before I buy a MAGA hat? It's we're getting there. <laughs> I do want to know if she's gonna. Oh. Well, she's going to cut off her breasts. Yeah. It's a thing they do. I don't think she had much to work with there. I think she did. Huh. I think there were some Ghiblis under there. And now she's going to have one of those weird scars with the nipples that just don't look quite right. Oh. I've seen the trans mastectomy. And I know that they're like teary-eyed and happy when they do it, but it's weird looking. Good on them. We'll worry about that <laughs> next week. Enjoy the show. It's not the best. It's not the best, but we haven't done this in like four weeks. It's been a while. Holla! See ya. You're definitely gonna be a kept man. You have to get closer. I know, I know. You, we're gonna we're gonna do this the right way. See, she she jokingly said, "I'll give you an allowance one day." This is we're talking about Kristen, by the way, because she got a she got a new job. A lot has happened since the last time we recorded. When was the let's let's we, the last time we made a show was before the election. It's been a minute. Okay. Since we put out a show. That's like really. It doesn't seem like it's been. It does kind of seem like it's been that yeah, long. Yeah, because we we never talked about the election on the podcast. We just talked about the lead up, and then right. and then I had a sore throat. You didn't want to come near me. Well, got a COVID test. You. It was funny because you texted me, and I said, "Did you catch the Rona?" And you're like, "I don't think so." And right. I was like, "Oh no, he actually may think." <laughs> <laughs> that he has the run run. And then I knew it. I, I t- you texted me later that night, and I went over to Lee, and I was like, look, he, I think he's losing his, he's losing his nerve. He's losing the, uh, the COVID nerve. Because you were talking yourself into it. Right. I could tell you were. I could tell you were getting ramped up. Well, I had a, I had a sore throat. And, well, here's the funny thing. And I'm not terrible weed. Well, no, it actually wasn't that, because I've gone back to it, and I'm fine. It wasn't that at all. I had started taking this new supplement that I wanted to try that's supposed to just give you a better energy throughout the day. But at its core, one of its main ingredients is niacin. And I once took too much niacin. Do you know what niacin does? I do. I took it when I was told I had to get ready for a drug test. Yeah, and it, it, it made my whole body feel like it was on fire. Yeah, they, the people think that the flushing flushes. That's not what it's, it's doing. It's not what it's doing. And it does make, I once, I took it because I had heard it was just good for you in general, especially if you're a drinker. Mm-hmm. And Pete Holmes, the comedian I listened to, was like, I take X amount a day and I feel fantastic. I was like, well, I'm going to do that. And like, I bought a bottle and it literally said, like, take one. And I was like, I'm going to take five. Because <laughs> that's what Pete Holmes does. 
And for you know, I remember I was here, as at the office, and at some point I went in the bathroom, and my face was like strawberry red. Yeah, like, it turns you physically red, yeah. <laughs> and and I felt like I was on fire on the inside because it's burning through cholesterol stores, right? right? So if you're burning through cholesterol stores, and it's it's not harmful, but it doesn't feel good in high doses. Like if you look at a men's multivitamin. There's like 0.5 milligrams of niacin in there. It's very, very small. So anyways, the supplement I, I decided to try is niacin without the flushing. So you don't have that feeling. But the two most common side effects with niacin are sore throat and a cold sensation in your chest, mm. which were the two things that was bugging me. <clears throat> naturally, I thought the... You had the Rona. Naturally, I thought I had Rona because my throat hurt and I felt funny when I breathed. Mm-hmm. I eventually figured out it's this supplement. I stopped taking it. A day later, I felt fine. And I had a negative Rona test to just put my mind at ease there. And that's why we're here today. But that was like three, four weeks ago. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're taking our precautions today. Yeah. Well, I'm wearing a T-shirt sleeve, which is, a, it's a gator, but it's... Is it a real I gator? Blow a, yeah, it is a real gator, but it's thin. I could blow a candle out uh, through it. I read where... I don't know. Maybe maybe you shouldn't have done the blow test. Can you really feel it strongly? I could blow a candle out, probably. That'd be funny to see. Well, have you seen the... I saw... They said there's two thoughts on the gator, you see. There was the initial one that said all those were doing was, like, displacing and, and basically making COVID shards. Right. So... And then they can't, University of Georgia, no less, did a gator study, and so that's not true. Should have started in there. <laughs> well, safe sex. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> yeah, anyways, long story short, didn't have the Rona, got better, and then the next week we just couldn't coordinate. No. And, uh, and then the week after was Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, and that wasn't going to happen either. So this is our first time back. Lots has happened. I don't have coronavirus. That's good. Kristen got a new job. That's what yes. we started. So jokingly, she said, you know, one day I'll pay you, I'll give you an allowance. I don't think she was joking. Well, And you shouldn't be either. Take your allowance. Live well, your Well, what I said was, I said, I said, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes. I've, I've, I've buried the weight of the household for like a decade. Right. I'm entitled to more than uh, a honey-do oh. list allowance. Oh, boy. Come on now. You're already hitting her with the, where's my 50% cut? Well, no, what we said, though, like in, in a serious conversation was like, personality-wise, I am better suited to do the majority of the child work. She has admitted that she loses patience a lot quicker than I do when it comes to keeping them entertained. Uh-huh. And around the house, I do all the household shit. Yeah. So I was like, if I didn't have a day job, I would literally like spend half the time cleaning, or a third of the time cleaning, a third of the time Martha stewarding the house, making it look better, and fixing shit. Like tonight, I got to go home and fix a toilet. You know, uh-huh. just doing that kind of stuff. And then maybe pursuing something like photos on the side. Which, by the way, you got to tell me what this photo idea is that oh, you want I mean, me to I'm, do. I'm happy to do that. I don't know if I'd do it on the pod because then it would take away some. It would take away some of the fun of it. Maybe mm. but we can discuss that. Sure. But I will say all the things that you said. Uh, the the fixing of things, the Martha stewarding. <laughs> should have it in there. Uh, I told you it gets hot in there, and it's a consign. You want to go back there? 
You want to sure. just move tables? Safe sex. Safe sex. Give us that you know, filter in this thing. You know, we pay so much money for this studio. You'd think, <laughs> you'd think we could get an hour and a half without background noise. I hope we're recording. We what are. I was saying is this, uh, and I can only base it on my experience, but I, I did think that it will be different for you because as I was saying, I, maybe before we started, by the time this happens for you, and we can accelerate the time table and say that she's making that 200K magical number. Mm-hmm. And we can say that she's made that within two years. So your kids are nine and seven. It's not an unrealistic number because I'm pretty sure she told me that her immediate superior has only been in the industry for a couple of years, only worked with this company for six months, and is making close to that. Okay, so we'll just assume that if we're, we're telling everybody about the Golden Voices lottery win that he most recently scored. Uh, their kids are nine and seven. You're, this idea of a stay-at-home dad doesn't exist at that point. You're, a, you're an Uber driver. No, I would never do that. No, I'm not saying actually. <laughs> okay. I'm saying you're, all you do at that point. Like gone are the, the days that make dad life kind of crappy. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I mean, I, you're not wiping an ass. You're I, not right. doing. You're you're just making sure that the kids get to a place, come home from a place. That's what I was and are saying fed before. Timely. That's what I was saying before. Like we already talked. We she and I in a serious conversation already talked about strengths and weaknesses within the parenting world. And like she was, she pointed out. She's like, you're the reason they have shoes. Like I don't even know what shoe size they are right now. Like I'm because she's for the last to her credit eighteen months been purely focused on her education and getting this job. So it's like, if all of a sudden all I had to do was take care of them, I was like, I'm used to it. I know what they need. I'm the one in the house that likes to cook. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't love, like, daily cleaning, mm-hmm. but I do like reorganizing, maintenance, de- decor to an extent. I'm, mm. I did the backyard this, you know, during quarantine to make it a hangout spot. If I had nothing but time... Our garage would be empty. Our house would be clean. Our carpet would be new. There'd be a lot of shit that hasn't happened because of time and money. I love the I love these plans, buddy. But I got to tell you, they don't represent. But what will happen based on my experience? Oh, your your personal experience? Yeah. Over yeah. the time that we've the last nine months, mm-hmm. really seven of a full, you know, unemployment meets dad. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose your fucking mind. No. You you will. It doesn't matter. Our, our personalities are too different. I, I love the idea of not having somewhere to go. No, I love not having anything on an agenda. That's not the issue. It, it's just the monotony. Like, for you, it'll be like, yeah, you can occupy your mind with a woodworking project, right? Mm-hmm. You can occupy your mind with a new carpet, and that you might do that. And you might finish all of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your record is on starting a project and finishing a project. Well, I mean, my dining table, I built that. It's a good example. Uh, well, it was like 10 years ago. Mm, seven. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't. I, again, it's not a judgment. I just don't know but where that, you stand. That happened before kids. Before babies, yeah. more specifically. Yeah, 100%. Um, and you're right. It could be very different. I just, I just, I just know that... Well, that, and truthfully, if we had that kind of income from her job alone... I would, aside from stay-at-home dad-ing... Create, create a job? 
I would try and make some sort of, even if it was just side hustle money, like 10K a year or less, I would try and pursue paid photography work. Mm. Uh, I've been getting a lot of compliments lately mm-hmm. on my photos. And I'm like, all right, maybe I should. Like, if I had nothing but time, I would do what I needed to do to pursue that. Yeah. And without, it'd be unlike, we had these friends when we used to live in the city, and they had a kid before any of us, unintentionally. And I remember at the time, he was waiting, he was bartending, and she wanted to be a photographer and wouldn't settle for anything less. And I remember, like, when the baby came, they had, like, no money, and she wouldn't go get a job. She was going to be a photographer. I'm like, do you have any idea, like, (laughs) the likelihood of you becoming a successful living wage photographer? Like, you have an infant. Go get a goddamn job. We're not in that boat in this scenario. Like, I, I have the freedom to pursue something that might bear no fruit. Yeah. But I can try without any real penalty. So that kind of freedom is nice. Yeah. And I wish you the best. And I get to golf. Yeah, that's been nice. I went and played yesterday. Had a really nice round. I got to uh, say, I love the winter season golf. Nobody's at the range. Mm. There's like six dudes at the range here lately. Yeah. The thing that sucks is the practice putting greens are covered up. Yeah, the only problem, I, I played at Legacy. I play there all the time. It's, I know cheap, you do. it's the cheapest, it's close. I, I, how they keep so many guys, it, they, they're doing some kind of cleanup on this course, mm. which is like, why? Because, I mean, it, it's like cleaning a dirt spot on a rodeo floor. It's like, what are you doing? The whole place is a shit pile. <laughs> cleaning this section is not going to beautify. It's not going to, you know, get you a better review. Right. But there's like 19 of them. And we get on this one, I get on this one hole and... Is and it 18 I'll, holes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I get on one of these holes, it's the longest of their par fours, and there's like 15 guys. There's two backhoes, and they're blowing leaves. There's two, there's like another backhoe... Or uh, not backhoe, but uh, um, like a bunch of gators. You know, those guys you sitting around just with like tools in the back of their gator. They're all just smoking, and like they're standing. Yeah, <clears throat> and they're standing off to the right, and they're not doing anything. So there's like three or four guys there just smoking cigarettes, wearing camo. And then I, I was like, "What? Am I supposed to? Can I hit? <laughs> I mean, I knew I was I was allowed to hit, right?" But it's just like. But you don't know if you're going to hit a, like I could, a real slice. If I, and no, no, it wouldn't matter. I, they were dispersed everywhere. I was right. like, if I had a great shot, it might hit one of these guys <laughs> that, is do, that is blowing leaves. Right. If I had a not great shot that goes right, which is the more consistent shot, yeah, I stand a chance to hit it into this group of, of uh, fishing buddies that are just chain smoking. I don't know what they're getting paid to do. Isn't it kind of on them? At that point? Yeah. And so when they didn't, like, acknowledge me, because it was early. I was the first guy out. Had you, had you considered just laying up? No. <laughs> I'm not going to alter my game. Let's see. If I pitching wedge from here to but there. But when they didn't acknowledge me. wedge from there to yeah. there. No, I didn't I do that. I take out my 60 degree and lob it over that guy. No, nope, didn't do that either. <laughs> I just hit it. And it went fairly close to the guys on the right. It was a better shot than I – it was left of them, thank goodness, I guess. But I was like, I, if I hit them, then, you know, you're not, you're not active. You're on a golf course. But it, it was just the guy that I had gotten – not paired with, but we kind of paired up because it was just two, two guys out there. 
Can, uh, you, can you not do Legacy as a single? Yeah. Will they not let you go? Because like, when we that's, played last... That's when I play most of the time just by myself. But like when we played Fox Creek last, it was supposed to be the two of us, and then we got paired up with the guy that kind of looked Creek like is, Brian Kemp. Fox Creek is busier, and it's more people try to play it because it's closer to a real golf course. Right. Uh, I so don't have leg- that issue. Legacy is like a beefier version of the par three you and I played. Okay. Legacy is... Uh, like Augusta National compared to the <laughs> to the yeah, well, the nine that you took me to. If you're referring to the greens, I, I can't blame you. There. Just all of it. It was you know there wasn't a reasonably long par three. You expect like no. if you're gonna have one of those, at least one that's 130 to 150. There's one. There's a 140. The second hole, 142 from oh. the, from the blues. We might have played up then. No, the, we played from the blues. I don't think that's 140. Well, those 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 marker signs are just as. I don't go by those anymore. I've got a GPS thing on my phone. Look at you! Because I want to know. Yeah. The actual yardage. No, I played well. I had uh, had a a birdie that was two feet from being an ace, which is always nice. This is closest closest I've ever gotten, and to of course putt it out is nice. Shouldn't three putt or two putt within two feet? That's embarrassing. We played uh, as a foursome, another best ball teams at River Pines, the the full course. Mm. Probably the nicest course I've been on. The uh, one that we went to. But the real one. But the real one. How we much is that? 18. Uh, I think I think it was 39 or 49. That's pretty good. Uh, it, was a, it was a Wednesday, so we were getting a weekday rate. Mm-hmm. But uh, seriously, probably the nicest course I've been on. My only issue was you could tell it's n- it's not a super beginner's course because there's a lot of water hazard and it's the kind where it's like it runs long ways from 200 yards to 300 yards. Mm -hmm. So if you slice and you only drive about 225, you better lay up or aim way left. Mm -hmm. And there was a few like that where we were literally literally like having to play the game of golf in that sort of calculated manner like we're not going to carry the water. (laughs) So... We've got to go to there and then lay. Like we were literally playing layups and shit, which I've never had to do. Yeah. So it's certainly more challenging than I'm used to. But it was a very pretty course. I'd like to go play it again. Well, we can do that. And there's always a uh, quite a few that are in that range. If if if, if we ever wanted to, once our wives really hit it big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what we'll do we'll we'll, we'll we'll do golf courses. And I wanted to pitch the, the idea. Guy, to you. The guy asked me too. The guy I played with yesterday. He was like, you know, because when you get when you pair with somebody, mm-hmm. I try not to get into anything other than golf related conversation. Right, and that's not an it's not like a, an age old rule. It's fairly new because mm-hmm. I just don't want I don't care. Yeah, I don't want the conversation to divulge into something that's uninteresting to talk about. Plus, you just don't know. Like, what if right. the guys like, what about these fucking what about these Iraqis? What about these? Uh, yeah, like it's like what? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> or just like can't believe they stole the election. Like oh no, you think I'm white? And <laughs> you, well, I think I'm white. That's when you go. Yeah, they should do another recount. Yeah, <laughs> they should do a fourth one, maybe even a fifth one. They should keep counting. They should just keep until counting until they get it right. Yeah, but Which, I just I just don't get into it. And, and it was going great. We had played holes three through. I don't know. All of them. And uh, anyways, he asked me towards the end, what do you do? And I was just like, oh, well, I'm unemployed. A little this, a little that. A little this, a little that. Uh, what have you. <laughs> have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. I don't bowl, I golf, but that's uh, just it's, that's it. basically well, it. When I get home, my head's gonna get shoved in a toilet. Yeah. Uh, I just no. I was like, I'm currently unemployed. Um, and he gives me this look. He goes, I'm so I'm sorry, man. I was like, oh, you know, COVID. I worked for a popsicle company. I, I saw the writing on the wall. And he was like, did you work for the company I worked for? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh man, that's, that's sad. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. And he's like, oh, I mean, you got, you're out here playing golf. I was like, oh, I know. My wife makes a lot of money. So <laughs> we're A-OK. You know, we're, we're going to be – She's at least she's on the, 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 the incline to lots of money. But we're right. doing fine. Right. And he's like, oh, and then the look turned from uh, – I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was fake sympathy, but certainly like, oh, like the casual sympathy of, sorry, you lost your job. Or it mm. turned from that to, oh, you – Fucking lucky piece of shit. Yeah. Like, because he's like, do you play a lot? And I was like, I get out of here about once or twice a week. <laughs> I mean, today's my third. Yeah. But actually, I just looped it. They, uh, <laughs> the guy at the front knows me. So I played 18 at 730. I'm coming back around. They haven't officially put my name on a golf cart yet, <laughs> but they mentioned it. I mean, I've gotten to the point when I walk into the club that the guy that runs the counter, who never wears a mask, that's we'll, fun. will put it on when he sees me come in. It's like I've played there so much mm-hmm. and gotten so friendly that he'll change. He has the mask. Right. He's one of those guys that has it. Right. But he, it seems like he gauges who, like, if you come in the door with it, he might put it on. Right. If you come in without it, even better. If you come in with it on and he knows you and you see him every once or twice a week, yeah. he'll pop it on. Right. So I was like, to me, I was like, hey, never, sign never mind the cloud. Of, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've missed. It's yeah, all I'm not. Him. The whole thing's a big hot box of COVID, but I like your <laughs> effort. You know, I like the, the little the little bit of effort. There. I've taken two in public spaces. If I like if I go into the fresh market, which has very explicit signs mm-hmm. that say do not enter that they don't enforce without they don't enforce. No, no store have, does. I have taken two. It's usually, you know, middle-aged white guys that choose to ignore it, mm. you know, guys that, you know, probably, I don't know, look like Bill Goldberg, you yeah, know, basically. Bit. And if if I am near one who is just flexing <laughs> his freedom, I, you know, not not like super confrontationally, but I have taken to like, oh, yeah, freedom. I'll just say it kind of <laughs> like that. Just, just a little bit. Oh, the better thing would be like to be in the, in the produce, you know, and, and you're the guy's right there. <clears throat> You're picking up fruit, <laughs> and through your mask, you just smell it. <clears throat> you say, "Yeah, that's freedom." <laughs> and you just, you know, you, you clearly what you're smelling. But, yeah. But I did see one. I don't think it's new. It's probably from the summer, where a guy at a Vons in L.A. So it could have been that part of California where mom and dad lived, because Vons was a really cool store. Mm-hmm. It was just like a really trendy. Cooler than Whole Foods, about similarly priced. Yeah, they're really yeah, fun. I've been in a Vons. And uh, I was the guy come out of a Vons, and it was an Asian fellow looking super fit and tan and tall, and he had the coiffed hair. I was like, this guy is just definitely gay. I mean, he, mm-hmm. in all the best ways. Like he just takes care of himself. Look at right, this guy. Right. And uh, he comes out. No gag reflex. Yeah, and he's big, <laughs> tall, beautiful. He, he looked like he looked like like a Asian Superman. Mm. Seriously, he looked like Henry Cavill's body type. Okay, and with the dashing, when the Asians look like when I know a, Banks is interested. When a, when a Japanese man is very attractive and physically fit, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, very like a Dragon Ball Z kind of look. Mm. Anime. Yeah, he looks so good, and uh, that's for Banks. Which is, we can get more descriptive. So when he has an orgasm, the screen breaks into two images. <sighs> yeah, just 
<laughs> just a whole thing. They're rushing. Yeah. Um, but he said the trick now out there is it, he sees a guy in, in the store without a mask, and he'll come up to him and say, hey, are you going tonight? And the guy's like, what? He's like, are you, are you going to the dump tonight? And the guy's like, what? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. In the, in the gay community, if you don't have your mask on, it means that you might be, <laughs> you might be going to the, to the club that we all go to tonight to do a, you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. Don't worry. And then he, then he acts as, don't worry about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I saw you without a mask. I thought you might be. Yeah. And the guy immediately pulls a mask on. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. what a great thing to do. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can flex your freedom, but we, we could also interpret that. It's like the pineapple in Woodstock at that one neighborhood. Mm-hmm. With the pineapple in your, in your right. shopping cart, everyone right. knows That's, you're a swinger. That neighborhood is like two neighborhoods down from my parents. Really? Yeah. Like if you kept going... Remember the neighborhood where you saw the motorcycle death? I did. Sorry yeah. to bring that up, but yeah. if you went just a little bit further, you'd be at that neighborhood. That was a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we yeah. don't have to go into yeah. it, but that's, that's that direction. Yeah, that was, a, that was one of those times when you see something and you're like, oh, right, right, right. We can all I'm, be dead. I'm different now a little bit. A little bit. I think you are because you're like, oh, man, that's a that's – because you don't get many visceral – Scenes mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, scenes, like, I yeah. would say, like, for me, one of the most searing is certainly, like, looking up over a sheet mm-hmm. and seeing my wife's insides right. while they pull a baby out. I or, couldn't have watched that. I didn't want to. They didn't I, warn me. I told I you the story. I was happy to watch the natural birth. Yeah, I wouldn't, see, I didn't want to see that. It's, I mean, it's certainly... You're you're of two brains at that point because yeah. you're excited that your kid's mm-hmm. coming up, but there is that immature part of your brain. Yeah. that's like, oh no, what's that gonna? Yeah, what's gonna happen to that? <laughs> They're both <laughs> happen simultaneously, but the obviously like the the purer of heart, excited to be a dad part takes over, sure. and you just watch this sort of acorn sized hole turn into like a watermelon sized hole, and it's like, well. They say it goes back. I guess we'll see what happens. And it, it went back enough. It went back. That you, it's fine. That you repeated it's, the whole process. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. I I can't. I couldn't watch a surgery. There's a girl that I know on Instagram who recently shared uh, open surgery photos that she had, and, and it was one of those things like warning: if you slide slide right, you know, there's some gory stuff. But right. I just had something such and such done. And I stupidly swiped right and was like, ooh, I can't look at that stuff. See, I... Can't do it. I don't count that. That's, to me, a surgery scene is not... I mean, it's visceral in the most literal sense of the word Mm -hmm. because it is, at the end of the day, bone, meat, are in... The things that kind of... I I don't want to be visually reminded of what's under me. Right. That's... But... That's not even, what I'm talking even about. In a, even in a clean hospital context. Everyone is going to see that. Whether they have their own wound right. or they have a sick fetish for watching those videos. <laughs> or, or they're out there. Yeah. Surgery um, videos. Surgery videos. Just like people watch, watch uh, pimples being popped. It's right. like disgusting right. to me. I yeah. think I would – if you put in front of me – Burt Kreischer does that. If you put in front of me, like you have to watch 30 minutes of – uh, a pimple popping, or lancing, or right. whatever, or leather daddy gay porn. Oh no, fuck! I wasn't gonna go there. I was. Well, gonna... which would you pick? <laughs> I will say, uh, neither of them interests me. Five minutes of leather daddy gay porn 
30 minutes of really gross infected pimple pops. Like cysts and yeah, la- yeah. Like, like really gross ones. Yeah, I'm probably going to get some leather daddy in my life. Eh, it might be something you because like. I wouldn't like it, but it's to me, it's like, oh, it's probably more interesting to look at. Well, you could certainly relate to some of the sensations going on in that video. No, I'd probably be more related to the actual, like with the with my cyst history, I'd be more related right, to the I'm other. I'm just saying you, you might see a blowjob take place and go, I know what that feels like. That's not so bad. The mustache is a bit of a throw, <laughs> but I can connect with this a little bit. I think Pornhub <laughs> starts to get, I think Pornhub fucks with people, especially straight men. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you don't word, if you have a specific search in mind, mm. let's put it that way, a specific search in mind, and you don't word it correctly, it's like they pepper in a few oh, yeah, still shots yeah, blend in of the gay stuff. stuff. I uh, once, I don't remember who, but I remember I saw it. I wonder how many times, let me finish my thought. I just wonder how many times someone scrolls. Mm-hmm. A normal, we'll call it the everyday normal man. Mm-hmm. Not gay. You're 50 percenter, right? Heterosis. Heteros, yeah, heterosis, straight. Just going down the list, and he, you know he sees it, doesn't want to see it, can't look away. Yeah, doesn't hate it. How many in a hundred? Even though their search might have said, you know, in this case probably like something gross and stupid, like <coughs> border patrol pounds illegal. Those exist, by the way. <laughs> I know they do. Unbelievable. Yeah. Which is another thing I, I want to write some some jokes for us. And, like, we should just write some jokes because I don't know what's going on with Pornhub. I don't want to mm. talk about that motorcycle visceral stuff anymore. That's no fun. But yeah. Pornhub, the, we used to joke months and months ago on our text chain. Mm. It was a, a running joke that Brian seemed to like about the stepsister stuff. And we've talked about it in, in yeah. detail yeah. on here. Yeah. It's flooded the market. If you. It's a big takeover. You can't. Yeah, it is. How, you can't escape it. It's like if if some, if big incest is Doug, taking Doug, over. Uh, Tocqueville, Alexander de Tocqueville said you, you could gauge a society by its prisons. This was in the <clears throat> mid eighteen eighteen hundreds. Sure, that still remains true today. But there's another We're gauge. Doing a really bad job. <laughs> there's another gauge now. Yeah, and that's this this public trading and access to free essentially pornography. Maybe it's ticked up because but, of quarantine. Like. If someone wants to talk about Christian values, as we have many mm-hmm. times in America, mm-hmm. well, that conversation usually centers around the nuclear home, right? The yeah. mom, dad, the kids, the very, you know. The step bro. Well, that's where I'm getting, though, <laughs> because we know d- divorce rates in this country are, are ever increasing. Mm-hmm. Like in one in 10 marriages, four will actually make it to 20 mm-hmm. years or something, right? right? Some, it's something like that. It's right. Forty percent, fifty percent it was for a while, but now it's the tipping balance going down. The byproduct of that mm. is that apparently America is awash, <laughs> just just flooded, flooded with guys that have stepsisters and vice versa. Right. That they just want to pound in really stupid scenarios. Yeah, and it's like. Because, because of the success of that one, I think it probably started, if I, if I had an idea, or if I was in the brain to really consider it, I think it probably started with stepmom. Mm, see, I think that this predates porn altogether. I think this started with the Brady Bunch. Mm. 
because you've got, I mean, they made fun of it with the Brady Bunch movie with Greg and Marsha. Mm-hmm. You got this household of three brothers and Pubescent. three sisters, Pubescent Pubescent teens. sharing yeah. a house, not related. <laughs> I mean, they they went they went into it hard in the first Brady Bunch movie, but it's like, yeah, like Marsha is hot, Greg's probably hanging dong, <laughs> and they're not related at all. <laughs> There's nothing morally or legally keeping them from just dicking down. <laughs> In their shag carpet living room, whenever uh, Mike and uh, what were their parents' names? Mike Brady and oh, Carol Mark, Brady. Carol Brady, yeah, yeah. When they go buy meatloaf or whatever the fuck they do, mm. Greg and Marsha could fucking like be sixty nine in on the bear rug. I would love that house. Be a cool it, house. It sold recently. Dad tried to drive me by there when we were out in L.A. Uh, <clears throat> it sold for a lot of money, and they didn't change a damn thing. But it's a real house, like the inside of that house. The but that just goes to show that the thought has always been there. Hmm. And porn in modern day has just decided to run with it, I think. I don't seek it out. Sometimes there'll be a porn star that I want to watch and I will you see. You don't. That's my point here, though, buddy. And I'm not trying to cut you off. Oh, that's because I'm normal. I, well. I and <laughs> Okay, that's the point. So if it's algorithmic, like mm-hmm. everything else is, right? right? If Pornhub is, is a learning mechanism... And you log in, and your searches are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Or they're once they have that little bit of information, they just they're going to feed you whatever they think you that will keep you on the site, mm-hmm. right? So they can sell <laughs> advertising dollars because they can say, "Look how long fucking fat guy, fat it five thousand stays mm-hmm. on," you know? Yeah. But um, <laughs> how can it be? This is my question. Well, if I made the mistake, and it might have been a mistake. Because as I've said on here, and like you've said many times, I usually, I usually select my video. You got a great Jack Nicholson thing going right now, by the way. I'm just when you, trying to get this thing up. When your mask is on down. and your hair starts to come out, oh good! It is very. I was wearing a hat. It's very That's Joker kind of like. Anyways, uh, I might have made the mistake of, of, like you said, going via actress. Mm-hmm. And she may have been on a run right. of stepsis videos. Yeah, like if you Google. But now Pornhub has taken that algorithm, mm. and ju- it, it might just be me because it like it's like Facebook, right? I, you've seen that documentary. No one's yeah. Facebook experience is the same, right? So that's why they that's argue so probably much. this right, and that's probably the same as why no, I could. So <clears throat> by that logic, no one's Pornhub experience is the same. Oh yeah, I'm sure if we opened phones and compared, obviously you don't do it anymore, but if, you know, if when you still did uh, back, you know, years ago. Years. <laughs> years. Because I know at the one time she's going to plug in, like, yeah. we should listen to one of your podcasts and I'm going to have to be like, hey, which one? Yeah. And then we'll watch it tomorrow after I've gone through it. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let's paint a scenario here. Mm-hmm. You're not married. You never met Leah. You're you're this age and you're and, oh, you're, and you're single. Oh man, this would be sad, sad. Dude. I know. And you, you're also unemployed, so you live with your dad. Oh, All right. Jeez, man. Your mom and your dad they got divorced ten years ago. Oh. So it's you, it's you <laughs> and your dad living together in Georgia. Okay. Your dad comes home, and he tells you, "Hey, we're moving to LA. I got a job with a thing out there." And you know, he's bringing me along. You can I'm come 30, with, or you I'm can stay. I'm 37, and he's yeah, you can come okay. with, or you can stay. But we're moving. Okay, move out to LA. A few months goes by. He brings home a woman he just met, and it seems serious. And then you find out that she has a daughter, and her daughter is Gabby Carter. 
and then your dad marries this woman. What's to keep you, even if you weren't 37, if you were 27, what do you do in that situation when you're, when that's your new step-sis? Um, <laughs> you're not related. I pound Gabby Carter, <laughs> and, I, and this, I become a part of the problem. That's why this genre exists. But that's Gabby. That's not fair. There's only like three ladies you could have thrown the other out. One, London or Layla. Layla, yeah. Layla London. Who who I knew years ago when I used to watch. Don't even right, know right. Don't even know if she's in the industry anymore. That's my point, like if I was if I was in my twenties and single and my my mother or father remarried and that person's daughter was Janice Griffith and we were at mm. the wedding together, I'd be like, All right, we're gonna have to talk about love. <laughs> Wedding beaches or something like. There's no way we can't become a thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're gonna Giuliani this. There'd right? be no sister brother talk. Like we're not related. Don't call me brother. I'm not your brother. What they, you know, they're they're legally bound. We are not. Mm-hmm. And uh, this has to become a thing. Yeah. You know, that's why that genre. Well, exists. and you're in your very weird scenario. I'm. I mean, also, I'm 37. I'm, I mean, make yourself 27. I'm 27. I'm not. I mean, I'm still gonna pound Gabby Carter because how many opportunities like that, right? For that package are right. gonna come along. It never did before. No. It probably won't again. Right. So it's that's different. It's like if if anything, if it, if, if it was Janice Griffith on my end, it'd be like, hey, stepsis, let's you know, you're I love your career. You're an unbelievable actress. But Austin, I don't have a gag reflex. Uh, that's not a thing for me either. And Scorched earth down there, bro. I get I get uh, waxed on a daily basis. That's too much. <laughs> that's too much. I mean, I could go on. And I on. never smell. I, that's I, nice. <laughs> and I don't shit. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to find all the things. Okay. That we well, you're going so far out there. If if someone told me, I don't know, I don't poop and my butthole's always clean. Yeah. That's a plus. But yeah. you got to explain to me where the poop goes. I got to. Right. We've really gone off the rails here. I only like Mediterranean cuisine. <laughs> I love how dishes. one time. <laughs> I mentioned that I like Mediterranean cuisine, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's as if that's my cuisine for mm-hmm. life. I, when I'm hungry and I'm tired, I call out for what Mediterranean a of cuisine. The world eat for dinner. Yeah, what would a cosmopolitan citizen of the world eat for dinner? And the answer is inevitably Mediterranean food, something which is with chickpeas. Yeah, give me something with chickpeas and a, with, with, a, with a quickness. Something that you can, I can sop. With, so much with, has changed, though. Because now that you've brought it up, I mean, oh, I feel like we haven't done this in forever. But beyond all that, we're, of course, the president doing his thing. Well, it's not official yet. I, I said the president doing his thing. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, every day there's something new and exciting there. I heard right. there was a 47 minute diatribe that he was only released online. <clears throat> I'm from last night. I love the tiny desk. That was that wonderful. Was fun. That was wonderful. Uh, I was just talking to a coworker today. I'm anxiously awaiting the resignation of um, Bill Barr. Yeah, because <laughs> he 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 didn't tell the line. No, like it's this is very like dictatory no. Russia, China. It's, it's from like, the, it's from the playbook, man. I know, but it's just it's it's like how does nobody see that? It's like get on my team or I cut you loose even if I don't even think it's that anymore I think this is a bid for time 
I think it's a bid for time. I think Not, it's and let uh, me it that requires a caveat. It's a bid for time. I think that the key all of this is driving those campaign campaign mm. donations now. Yeah. To help us go to court when it, it clearly says right there that some of this might be used to divert campaign debt. Right. Meaning it's already <laughs> been accrued. So but what that really means is your money could go anywhere, which is going to go right into the pockets of the people who don't need that money yeah. and from people who do. Not th- Deutsche Bank. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's a, a, a buy for time to cover bases and to get rid of enough information from things we didn't hear about. When I see stories like Kushner's going this week to, to Dubai, mm-hmm. what's there to talk about? Some they're saying under the pretense of a Middle East peace deal, right? Mm. Yeah, but Hunter Biden, bro. I'm not listening to that. I, that strikes me as we need to go over there and get out the assets we can get out, mm. or get assurances on the assets we can't get our hands on yet. Yeah, uh, but to, Hunter Biden. Yeah, but and Hunter then <laughs> uh, I just think it's a bit for time to cover track and then to discuss pardons, like they're already <clears throat> like they're already talking about. Well, and strategically, or, you know. Post-election weeks ago, when we couldn't record, I read uh, an article that was explaining how, in theory, if you push past the certification date of enough states, it becomes the state uh, legislature's responsibility to just appoint electors. I know what they're point. trying to do. Yeah, there was a sort of Republican hope of like, if we stall enough of these battleground states. Maybe we can just get our people to appoint our electors mm-hmm. and we'll override the largest voter turnout in the history of America. Oh, that wouldn't be the largest. They wouldn't be overriding the largest voter turnout in American <laughs> history. That would be the end of American democracy. Right. Because if well, that not, truly but, means that, that <laughs> all those not votes. not to the 71 million people who voted for him. It'd be, it's up to 74 it'd or be, 5. It'd be a great thing to those it, people. It would be, but that would literally be the end. That's Yeah, but just if you're a pussy liberal. No. <laughs> I don't understand From what you're saying. I know, but I'm saying if you're, if you're just a, a pussy to liberal. invalidate all those votes yeah. and like the people I know and respect now, they're seeing this for what it is, and they're, they're kind of saying things that you know I won't say some of us have long known, but they're like the old man would say like this is some of this is he was like all of this now whatever is left of this is just open racism. Well, yeah, because uh, they're not targeting votes. You know, you'll see the. The Michigan electors were a great example Mm -hmm. where they saw variances in white communities that kind of went for Biden, but they were not trying to decertify those Mm -hmm. because they're white. Meanwhile, in Detroit, where it was another huge Biden win, Mm -hmm. and they're saying it was 80 percent black, they went after that and said, we want to get rid of all those votes. It's like... (laughs) Is it just because because they've had four years... (laughs) And it, I said to those same people, I said, it's not, I've, we, some of us have been saying this from the beginning, mm. but it's not, it's like they've, they've had four years of unabated, shameless racism, xenophobia, you name it. And it's, it's worked for them because <laughs> yeah. we see now how strong some of that base was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're just going to, of course, they're going to fight. Tooth, nail, and claw, and they're going to roll out this Giuliani. It's it's his fall is just. <laughs> I know we I think we touched on it last time, but yeah. it with every day now, yeah. it's just becoming. He's this, turning into Gollum. 
I, honestly, that Gollum, that's, that's a shame for Gollum. Because <laughs> at least at the end of the day, Gollum, you know, I won't say he had any, there was no, there was no a morality in place there, but yeah. there was certainly Gollum, he drew, he, at least he, he was useful. He had principles. Yeah, and he pushed the story yeah. along, whatever, whatever this guy's doing. Now, I don't know the guy's name, but he, he, he's immediately under our Secretary of State. He gave a speech yesterday, and GP, Georgia Public Broadcasting covered it. And he, he basically just called out a bunch of shit. He was talking about how our Secretary of State, Brad Rathensberger's wife, is getting rape threats mm-hmm. in her texts. Uh, there's some, like, 20-year-old black poll worker who's yeah. getting nooses, like, mm-hmm. like, at his car and his house and shit. And I was like, oh, man, those Democrats are real bastards. <laughs> Oh, it's not Democrat. Oh, that's weird. Republicans <laughs> using nooses to threaten people since when? Christ wouldn't do that. You know, uh, rape threats from the Republican uh, Party. <laughs> Who'd have thought? I don't oh. know. I don't know about it. I saw the same thing. It's that guy with the glasses. He yeah. he, he was. Uh, he was very angry. He's angry, but he he had a lot of personality when they were doing during that few days right after when no one knew and Georgia was. Right in the, in the heart of it, he gave a press conference and had all this, like, I was like, look, man, I know this is your job, and he, you might even be trying to aspire to other political office, but he was that guy that was, like, going down the list of counties where they were going to be doing, waiting for results. Mm-hmm. And they were like, in Houston County, and for all you Yankees, that's Houston, not Houston. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is a, an election. Can we not do yeah. the kind of quirky... You know, right. but, you know, just get to the counts, and we'll come back later. And I'm sure you're going to get to have another one of these. So we don't have, don't use all your good punchlines now, buddy. Mm-hmm. But now he's getting a lot of press. I they had that conference. The, the ones that I'm watching are the ones up in Alpharetta yesterday with the stop the steal, and they had that crazy, seriously has a demon inside of her, Sidney Powell who was just recently said that she was no longer a part of the team. She had been Giuliani's, like, big female partner. Was she the one who said that evidence wasn't necessary in court or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like and the, she, the judge, the judge she asked was, for evidence. She said evidence isn't relevant here. Right. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So Michael Flynn was her – she was Michael Flynn's uh, appoint, uh, attorney up until he got pardoned. And he's joined this, too. He called at this – they were talking about this at the conference, the, the, the main guy, the – one of these Trump attorneys was saying, don't vote. He's telling Republicans not to vote. He said, right. and he said, maybe we need to abandon both the Republican and the Democrat party. He's, he's got wider goals. Mm-hmm. This guy's trying to do some third party, literal fascist shit. The, but they, they started a lock him up chant about Brian Kemp. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love. You the idea. cannot write this stuff, I, man. Yeah. I love the idea that Brian Kemp is a, is a rhino. It, you just cannot make this up. They're, they're saying to this electorate, it's all a rig. Yeah. It's all bullshit. So Our no, own don't even vote. So don't, us. And, and it's like, even though the outcome would be total control mm-hmm. of the executive and the legislative branch, mm-hmm. total control, they're telling them not to go vote. Yeah. And these people are, are chanting, lock him up. About Brian Kemp. Well, Brian Kemp's been a, a Trump traitor from day one. I don't care about Brian Kemp. <laughs> I'm just commenting on how fucking hilarious is this is this situation. Oh, I'm 
thoroughly enjoying watching the snake <laughs> eat its own tail. <laughs> like it's 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 very fun. Like like I don't know anything about Brad Rathensberger, our Secretary of State, other than that he's one of Kemp's cabinet guys. And I'm not a Kemp fan, right? So I assume I wouldn't like him any more than I like Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp was the Secretary of State the last time around. Mm-hmm. They're both Republicans. They're both in the state of Georgia. It's very well documented that Brian Kemp is Trump's boy. Well. You know you know, he desperately wanted to be in the administration on round two. Mm. It's like, I opened up first. Love me, daddy. COVID, daddy. COVID-19 is not going <laughs> to stop my state. I opened up first. Have I you seen my, my boom, boom, click, clack? Can I bring my shotgun to the White House? <laughs> you can put me in a closet. <laughs> COVID-19. COVID-19. So it's to, to say that those men mm. are in cahoots with Michigan and Pennsylvania. And all the other swing states. And Arizona. And, Arizona. Yeah. and, and yeah, all of us got together and decided to rig the election. And to hear Republicans, they're not even Republicans, they're autocrats. I saw somebody like, let's call these people what they are. They're autocrats. They're mm-hmm. not Republicans. Mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, they are autocrats. They want autocracy, period. End of, end of discussion. To hear them all complain about... <clears throat> Shit, I lost my train of thought. Mm. To hear them all complain about the election result and assert ideas of, like, a federal control. It's like, it goes back to what I say about abortion (laughs) all the time with this party. We want the government as small as we can get it until we need it big for our own purposes. And then we need a big one. Yeah. States rights, states rights, states rights. Oh, wait, I don't like how your state's doing its election. We need a centralized federal system to do this better. Like, oh, that sounds like big government. I thought you were a Republican. Yeah. yeah. I've enjoyed just watching the snake eat its own tail. There's plenty of flaws with the party I vote for, but they're not on display to this magnitude right now. Mm, they were in Florida. Well, how's that? Is that? What happened to that? That big blue wave? They just got decimated. Decimated. I read an article about it. It well, was just Trump's the most state. happenstance. I don't know. It's it's <laughs> kind of endemic of both. It's just a really weird time to. Florida's an outlier in all ways. So. I guess I did the see. Only, the only reason Florida ever goes blue is because of Miami. Yeah, and that's where they lost bigly. I know. So it's like, what were you doing there? I just, I like the idea that the down ballot is fine. Nobody's upset about down-ballot results. Right. But every vote goes on the same piece of paper. Right, and that's that's the problem. They're saying one of these judges in his sentence was like, you're asking about 8,000 potential cases or votes that need to be thrown out. And then because we would throw out 8,000, you're asking us to invalidate 2.5 million. And then so you would see, like, there's no you know, problem doesn't meet <laughs> what right. it would take to fix it. Right, you know the balance is way off because, and then they're like, also, if that gets cast, there goes your down balance. Yeah, for the entire state. So we redo this. So is that what you're asking us to do, <laughs> and make sure that you win? That is yeah. like, well, that's what I, that's my favorite thing about meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, they rail against third world like Venezuela, right? Or you know, Hungary. Like, like what what you're seeing here is an an autocrat party that wants a faux democracy like China and Russia. <laughs> They're going to have an election, yeah. but the result will always be the same. Right. Like, everybody... His approval rate is through the roof over there. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> at, 
turns out every year people vote for Kim Jong Un. I don't know how it happens. That's what they want. Is he won with a hundred and two percent? How in the? Sh- There's no scenario where they lose justly. What about just to pivot? Because this is this one was new. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard, but the woman that played Juno. <laughs> are you ready for this? Yeah, is actually a man. They well, duped us, bro. Well, I used. To, I mean, if there was ever a pregnant woman that I was going to fap to, right? It would have been the man in Juno pretending <laughs> to be a woman. So here was my first wonder with this story. Like, you want to tell them? For those who don't know, well, we're, uh, we're going to have to dead name. Let's to, dead to, name to, to, to be clear here. Well, we'll, Ellen, you, we'll, you, we'll use the caveat. This is her now her dead name. Yeah, uh, former the uh, artist formerly known the, as the female formerly known as Ellen Page came out as trans and is now Elliot Page. Elliot Page. Which I have to like. If I could get al- alone in a room with Elliot for three minutes, mm-hmm. I just my one question would be: Did you choose Elliot? to avoid too much accidental dead naming. <laughs> and if so, do you wish that maybe you would have chosen a different name? Like, did you just, were you sitting there going like, I've always been Brent, so if I just go to Brenda, people will most likely not mess up. But then, like, where's I the like joy that. in your new name? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like you get limited when you try to stick to the neck, like the, because, the, right, like, like you Bruce said. Bruce went to Caitlin. You know yeah, what I mean? that's like, different. Big jump, man. That was big. You know, Bruce. Hey, big boy, you chopped off his nuts, and the next yeah. thing you know, he's Caitlin. That was more visceral. But he's, this, yeah. But there's also probably not too many female names that start with a B R. Hmm. You, Brent, Brent, Brenda, Brianna, Brianna. But still, Brew is what Brenda. That's all I got. <laughs> Brenda, Brianna. So I would just want to know, like, Elliot, did you choose Elliot just because it's close, close enough and people are less likely to accidentally dead name you? Or did you really – Is that or, or does that you, come with? Is that like a really thing, like, your whole life Elliot. you've really been Elliot? That's what she's selling. <laughs> or Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what he's selling. Transfer. Transfer. That's what he's selling, though, right? He's selling that he's always been Elliot. Isn't that right? I suppose it, it does. I jokingly said it in text form. Like, does that mean that a man played a pregnant teen? Because in the woke community, you cannot act outside your race, gender, or abilities. They were just. I just. Heard so she her, was not woke yet, but once you become woke, you it absolves those sins. I guess. I, I think she know. gets a pass because she's a woman. But like, I was. There's a new movie on Hulu now. Oh called, damn it! She's not. I'm so sorry. I. <laughs> There's a new movie now on Hulu called Run about Munchausen by proxy, a mom that keeps her daughter mm-hmm. sick to take care of her. And the daughter in the movie is wheelchair bound. And then I heard a review of it and they said, good news for the woke police. This actress is actually wheelchair bound. Because oh. the guy was saying, my first thought was, oh, God, is this movie going to get ripped apart because a girl deigned to pretend she couldn't walk for this role? Right. It's like, is that what we've come to? Like, you it have, is. You have yeah. to be trans to play a trans person in a movie. I'm pretty sure Sean Penn's not a retarded person, but he did a really good job playing one, and I am Sam. I saw an interview with Jared Leto. That's a really good point. I saw an interview interview with Jared Leto where he was talking about at one of the pressing press events for Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. You see that movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Good movie. And uh, 
he was at a presser, and someone from the back like yelled out, had been waiting their turn to admonish and and belittle this man mm. because they were like, "You don't know what it's like to be transgender and play the role that he did in that movie, which he was ni- nylon." Right. I think his name was, he went by yeah. nylon or whatever. Yeah. I thought he was the best actor in the, in the whole movie. I know people love Matthew McConaughey getting skinny, right? Right, and and the fi- the, the the vigor with which he took on that role. Yeah, no, Jared Leto. But Jared Leto great. Yeah, is sure. a fabulous actor anyway. But in that particular movie, he sold that kind of. For me, Jared Leto kind of was like a very honest window into what it was like to be an infected HIV mm-hmm. gay man in the eighties, particularly right. in Texas. Right. I mean, it, he sold that so well that the, what does any good actor do? If you forget for two hours that that's Jared Leto, right. and you're so invested in nylon, like imagine or rayon. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. calling nylon. <laughs> They're both shiny. They're both shiny material. Rayon. Like, imagine, imagine Rain Man with a real autistic person instead of Dustin Hoffman. It's not a good movie. You don't get that same movie. No. And you probably go way over budget. Yeah. In the filming process. Yeah, because you're having to, you get to stop filming. you're having to stop for yeah. tapioca pudding everything. <laughs> you know? I can imagine the frustration of a, you're a Hollywood director and you've got this wonderful script about a disabled person. Mm-hmm. And it's not about the disability. It's about what this person does, right? right. And you want to tell that story. And, and the easiest way to tell that story is to get someone who doesn't have it. Right. Because that's a... This is where it gets fucked up. Uh-oh, a Bart. functioning human being <laughs> right. that can be at work at eight right. and can work till six right. and then can take notes, right? They can <clears throat> if, if a scene doesn't go well, they can take notes. Yeah. In the, the inverse is that, well, we work when we can because Asperger Sally over here doesn't come in until... Susie Sally Asperger. Susie <laughs> Sally Asperger. No, it's like, are we to yeah. dig up Freddie Mercury's corpse so he can play himself in the biopic? No, we're going to use I thought Rami was now. excellent. Turns out he's, he's probably, I don't think he's gay in real life. So does he get shamed for playing a gay Did game? he? I don't know. That's, but that's where we don't know. That's where we're headed. Like, right. Tom Hanks isn't a fat guy. You can't play a fat guy. Like, well, he could put on weight like he did for Castaway, and then he could lose it like he did for Castaway and become Sweet diabetic man. as a result. I, uh, I heard when he's not eating children. Yeah, I heard today... <clears throat> They announced that Warner Brothers' entire 2020 lineup of upcoming movies mm-hmm. is going to be released on HBO Max at the same time they're released yeah. in theaters. Fuck HBO Max. Why? They aren't available to like the majority of streamers. They purposely chose to not make themselves available on, I think it's Roku for one, and I think the next largest streaming service is Amazon. You can get HBO and you can get HBO Max, but you don't get the HBO Max originals unless you want to watch it on your phone. So you have to watch it on your phone? Yeah, like if I wanted to watch that new Anne Hathaway Witches movie, even though I have a Roku on every television in my house, with HBO tied through Hulu, I can't watch HBO Max originals because it's not part of the package. They decided not to do that deal with Roku and I want to say Amazon. Maybe even Apple TV, too. It's a real dumb dick move, and it's like one in a hundred for HBO with me. I'm so fed up with whoever's running that company. <laughs> but, huh. So 
it's not available. And I, I did the research. The only way it is available is watching it on Apple products. And Apple doesn't make a television. So you can watch it on your phone or your tablet. I wonder. I bought one of those adapters for your HDMI to your phone. Mm-hmm. So I could watch... <clears throat> I have one of these streaming services that I don't have on my Roku. With a cord, it might work, but you got to think you're going to kill your phone battery. Well, these new phones. I well, mean, yeah, I mean, it's got beefy battery, but it's. I tried to mirror so that we could watch the Witches movie on Halloween. I tried to do a screen mirroring with HBO Max on my phone to my smart TV, and it works if you don't mind a 30 second delay between sound and picture. Oh, it's that bad. <laughs> it's like. Fuck this. Fuck HBO Max. Fuck whoever made this dumb decision. The largest, largest streaming platform. They're not, they're, they're not alone in this. Listen, the only re- during the, the great power outage of 2020, <laughs> a few months ago, right. uh, power came back, but because we have Spectrum Internet, they were like, we don't know. I, was, I called them and said, when do you all expect the Internet? And they're like, oh, let me look. What's your code? Oh, uh, we don't know. We'll take your number and call you back. I was like, what is that? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. We'll call you back when your service is on. I was like, well, I'll know. <laughs> hey, your service is on. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. I already knew. <laughs> I literally said, I'm just going to know. I don't, just I don't... out of curiosity, am I going to get billed for the window of time <laughs> when we didn't have service? I am? Okay, thank you. Yeah, no, no, I'll put the pineapple in my own ass. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, so I I go to the Apple store, and they were, I didn't realize, I hadn't been in an Apple store in so long, but I had power, and I knew the Georgia game was going to be on that day, Mm -hmm. and I was like, if I can get, it was going to be on the SEC network, and for whatever reason, I don't know what contract it is, but if it's on the SEC network, there's a live stream on YouTube that's free. Hmm. I don't know why that is. I don't know why they're allowed to do that. It's only the SEC network, well, which if you is have a smart TV. You can just get YouTube's app. Well, I do. I didn't way. have a problem, yeah. but I yeah. didn't know that at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. So I go and I get in this app. I was like, "Holy shit!" There's a fuckload of people in this Apple line. You know, this was a few months, like a month mm-hmm. ago, maybe yeah. more. And I was like, "Oh man!" But they were like high COVID. But they were like really high, uh, doing a good job, <laughs> like. This line is for people who have pre-ordered. They're not even coming in the store. We're bringing their stuff out. Well, this line, this whole business model is getting you to come back. And if half the people in line die from COVID, then they're, <laughs> they're not going to come back. Well, I'm standing in this line, and after like they they hadn't quite opened the store yet, and this guy comes up to me after a few minutes, he's like, "Hey, uh, what do you need?" And I was like, "I'm just here to get an adapter." He's like, "Oh fuck, come on!" It was like because <laughs> all these other people are like, "My computer, too much porn has ruined it," or. For some reason, it's frozen on a gay porn scene. And I wasn't watching the gay porn scene. I don't know what happened, but I need you to fix it before my wife gets home. Yeah. She's doing our taxes so on this thing. I paid thing. 50 bucks for this thing, and the guy's, what are you trying to use it for? And I was like, I'm just trying to run to HDMI. We don't we don't have any cable. And the guy said to me, and I should've, it should have been a, a warning flag. He was like, uh, what are you trying to watch? And I'm thinking, what's the fucking matter to you? What if I literally came up, like, right now, like, oh, I just really, I'm tired of, like, holding my phone when I fat, and I want to get it on the big screen without having to go through the server. Well, that are my you wife- familiar with the step-sis, step-bro? <laughs> 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 
yeah, yeah. This chord works. You're gonna like that. this one. This is the. Uh, Are you interested in any of the of the virtual reality boxes where you can just strap the phone to your head oh, and then it's completely hands free? I've said too much. I <laughs> said too much. I get home. I, I it was the the game was gonna be broadcast. Also on ESPN Plus, which I have. Mm. It's like a. It's part of Disney. It's all part of Disney, man. But it was. I had the app, and I go, and I, I game's running. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I got the game up, and I plug that in the TV, and I can hear the sound. No ball, no no screen. Mm. Hear the sound though, but no screen. So I'm like, that's no good. So I'm thinking maybe it's a me thing. Fifteen minutes to try to figure this out before I just Google it. Same shit as HBO. ESPN will not allow you to run an adapter mm-hmm. from your phone. So you can watch well, something you can watch on your yeah. phone. Yeah. You can't watch And I paid for yeah. to watch on my phone. I cannot transfer via an adapter right. to the big screen. There's a huge point. There's a company, I think it's called Moby. Reno 911 came back on it. Mm. Um, and uh, what's the the cute girl that does Poppy's voice from Trolls? I, can't, I she, never saw she, that she movie. Does the, she does those acapella movies, too. Chinoweth? Uh, no, no, no. The, the main girl. I can't I think know. of her name. She's got some show on this network. It's I think it's called Moby M O B I or something like that. It only runs on phones. Like if you want to watch the new seasons of Reno Nine One One, I think there's only one, but they're they've been picked up. The only way you can watch it is on your phone. Huh. There's this whole push I think from these companies to just get people to start consuming shit on their phone because that's where they can start. Like Instagram has re- recently, just adding a little shop button. We're going to keep you here. Because if you're watching it on your TV, you might scroll your phone to shop, but you might put it down at some point. Yeah. But if you're holding your phone and watching with interactive ads that you can click on and buy shit. Ads that probably link to whatever movie you're watching. If you yeah. liked Wonder Woman's outfit in this scene, there's probably a little box that'll pop yeah. up and do say you, where you can get Do you want to be New Boot Goofin like Dangle? Yeah. Click this link and buy White Cowboy. New Boot Goofin. <laughs> I'm just goofing. I'm just new, new book. <laughs> I saw it, and I, they said that for for one month. So like, the I guess I'll watch it on my phone. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark uh, oh, is yeah. coming out on HBO Max. On HBO Max, they're going to release it in theaters, but they don't expect. So it releases in March first, I believe. Uh, for one month from that date, it will be on HBO Max. I think if you go buy an Apple TV, you can run HBO Max through that on yeah, your Yeah, they television. tried to sell me that. I wasn't. And it's like, fuck, I, like like 50 million other people, however many, it's the largest one in the country, I committed to Roku forever ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting a whole new fucking system because HBO Max is run by a dipshit. Yeah. And I'm saying, HBO Max, please subscribe and tell whoever's making the decisions <laughs> they're a dipshit. <laughs> Well, I mean, I if I'm honest, most of the movies I watch now are on my phone. So I understand why it would be frustrating from a familial. I'm, I'm you know, not dissimilar. I watch some stuff on my phone, but when Kristen and I say, hey, let's watch a movie, we're not huddling together and looking at a credit card. <laughs> we have a 55-inch TV that we're very proud of and happy with that looks very nice. That's what we want to watch things on. With speakers that are bigger than a fucking pinhole. What 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 uh, iPhone is this? This is an 11 Pro. Oh, listen to you, an 11 Pro. <clears throat> I just got my 11. 
Just a regular old 11. Kristen has the regular 11. Honestly, I was going to get that, but I wanted the dark green. And and, the, and they were like, well, the dark green only comes in the pro. I was like, well, just give me the pro. Mm, it was the me. difference of $5 in well, terms of the monthly payments. I was going to say, like, just, just give me the it's actually a difference of like $250, but yes, I can see what you're I saying. I got $300 off because I, I got a package deal. I might, you should have just gone for the the Pro Plus or whatever it's called. I didn't want that because it's big. I wanted the little one. Why do you like the little ones? I've had the 8 Plus for like two, two and a half years, and I just got tired of having to two-hand like texts and shit. I'm back to one hand functioning with this one. I didn't I notice like it. that. It's tougher it's, to, to do my normal thing. That's here. still, the 11 is still slimmer than the 8 Plus. The 8 Plus was super wide. See, this is a shitty, when they try to sell you the cases at a yeah, phone I, store. I don't, I don't buy cases, but yeah, I know. It's so ridiculous because every case is 50 bucks. This was 12, and it's got a little compartment for all my, my goodies. You can hold like three or four cards in there. Is that Leah's card or your card? <laughs> I have a card. <laughs> Believe it or not, when this bank account was set up, I was I was employed. Hey, babe. And much like you, sir. I, I was going to get something. <laughs> Is it okay? No, much like you, sir, I was the backbone of this family. <laughs> that, that's that's going to be the story, right? You might when, be paying the bills now, but popsicles paid, this, paid these bills once upon a time. You'd all be on the streets without some chocolate sea salt pops. I know that. I just want you to remember that it was yeah. me. I like how I turn bun. into Terry Funk when I'm trying to reassert. I just, want you to I just bought you. It was chocolate sauce <laughs> and banana pudding pops. <laughs> they put bon mis on this goddamn table. <laughs> of course, we didn't do bon mis if it wasn't a buy one get one at that week. But that's beside the point. How close am I? It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, but no, that'll be that'll be. No, let's order Uber with that mystery credit card. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hey, that was awesome. I, I don't know whose it is. I don't know whose card that was to it's this day. Folks. Someone was just getting hit, just getting hit with with, with fucking charges. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, that'll be my story. Is like you know, what'd you do? I was like, well, for the first ten years, I kept a little family afloat, and we had the girl. I made all the money, and then. I decided to step back. I thought that <laughs> I decided. I wanted. I was called. To I step was called. Back. I, yeah, I wanted to bear witness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I will. Bear I will bear witness to yeah. to. And I will. I said I wanted to step back and I wanted to just be the support staff right. for my burgeoning wife's career. Right. And uh, my wife's burgeoning career, I should right. say. Uh, and and because I poured into that, she was able to just fly. Yeah. With my support. And a weekly allotment, <laughs> and um, most See, of, most of the house duties, I shopping. Think, I think cooking. you and I, you and Leah, Kristen, and I are all very similar. Like I, I know couples, and I think we've talked about this before, that are married but still like talk about your money, my money. So stupid. Like I know a couple. Like when they go out to dinner, if she pays, it's because he bought yesterday. And it's like, why don't you just? This is not visual, but I'm I'm merging my fingers together. I was like, why don't you just mix your account? Yeah. My neighbor was like that. He would talk about they had they still had separate bank accounts, and I was like, doesn't that just invite intrigue? Yeah, isn't that like step one to, to divorce cheating. in twenty years yeah. from now? Yeah, like your money, my money. Because I was like, day, I said, y'all don't have a shared account. He's like, yeah, we do. I was like, so you have a shared bank account. Mm-hmm. But you each keep separate bank accounts as well that you had pre? He's like, yeah. And I was like, 
That's just it's just the, problematic for yeah. a number of reasons. The only reason I could ever see having something any spending from that account would raise the red yeah. flag for the other person. The only reason I could see having a separate card, like a credit card, would be for like surprise gift giving. And that'd yeah. be the only scenario. Yeah, but then the thing becomes like you're doing an awful lot of surprise buying. I have a big Christmas coming, and you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Well. You do now. You do now. Here's the news. <laughs> I'm moving out. I banged your sister. You're like something, you know, like, jeez, yeah. No, man. it's not necessary. It's dumb. So I, joking aside, like, I never fear being a kept man, like, because I know that even if things completely flipped, I'm still the one who pays the bills, pays the mortgage, deals with the people on the phone Look, when they want to refi us. I'm the one who does all that shit. I decided years ago when I saw <clears throat> Cocktail. Tom Cruise's finest work. <laughs> well, it's got Shuby. And it does have Elizabeth Shuby's boobies. Mm-hmm. Very young, too. See, yeah. it's too young, in fact. There's, it was young Shuby. Flanagan. Young Flanagan. That's where I'm getting that. That yeah. guy's whole dream, the bartender. Yeah. The Australian Very fellow. Woman. That's it. He drank all day, served in a bar, and said that his entire life goal, his business plan, mm-hmm. was just to marry a rich woman. Right. I look at it. I've kind of reverse engineered that, right? <laughs> and said, we got married when times were hard. We had to right. work together and right. save and skimp and not eat that and not go there. And then I just decided that uh, you were going to make a lot more money. <laughs> so uh, why do yeah. I need to push? You know? I, will, yeah. <laughs> I will say this. When the news came down and we found out what her hiring package looked like, immediately I realized, like, I can quit doing photos for the suit guy. I haven't liked doing it pretty much since day one, yeah. but I've needed his paycheck, which, by the way, he hasn't given me this month because he had to leave the country. And I was like, you didn't make any arrangements to pay your people. You just left. This is the guy, you know. Yeah. He lived for a good reason. There's a death in the family. And sure. I get it. But, like, what kind of business are you running where everyone you employ now has to wait till January to get their December paycheck? Yeah. So, it's not a business. It's an easy out for me, yeah. but he has no problem. He's been emailing me on the reg with instructions of what he wants done this month. Oh, and you're just not doing it? Well, I've been taking it slow, dragging my feet a little, and then I sent him an email today kind of giving him an update, and I was like, and by the way, I know you're out of the country, but you have PayPal'd me before. Maybe we could do that because if, I, if he's not going to pay me, death in the family or not, I'm not going to work my ass off for him in December. Right, that's – you don't <clears> – <throat> Don't do that. Even if he promises to pay me in January. It wouldn't matter. Because truthfully, I want to just give him notice and be like, sorry that somebody died, but I'm, I'm done. Yeah, no, but that's like business 101. You can't, if people work for you, you got to pay them on time. Point being, when we got the job news, we found out she got to quit Sephora, didn't have to stay, because she has health insurance from this company. Huh. She was always worried that she was only going to get enough of a new job to where she would have to keep some hours at the makeup store to keep our health insurance. Uh-huh. That's out the window. We're hiring you full-time. You get health insurance. You get dental. You get 401K all within the you know 30 days or later of working here. So she gets to bounce. I get to quit the suit, dude. And I was like, holy shit. We're going to be able to sit down every month, pay our utility bills, make debt payments higher than the minimum, and buy food we like. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of... Because the food you like won't change. You'll no, still be but, eating fucking pizzas. Well, it's, it and, hasn't changed. But it's just instead of the old routine, which was, all right, push this bill to 45 days. We still won't get a late fee. That credit line's already shut anyways. Just ignore that one this month. 
and uh, that way we can buy cereal. Like, that's the way it has been for the yeah. last three or four years. Like, we'll pinch pennies over here. I'll side hustle some Indian pictures. Mm-hmm. We'll still come out zero or negative, but we'll get by. That's, that's what uh, that's over, and it's relieving. That's what. Uh, I hope you're not too big for your britches because we're opening a. Uh, we're gonna get a little antique booth. It's not gonna be very antiquey. We're gonna have some antiques, but it's gonna be more. Where? We don't know. Are we do? It's a Marietta. Antique Mart. It's a really cool place. As far as like those kind of places go, this one's well lit, and they get a ton of foot traffic. She even said, because I was like, how well are they doing? It's COVID. I mean, who's, you know? And she was like, oh, we're actually like 50% up on our our last few months, at month over month. Well, if you want some chief pictures to put in there. Well, that, that was the plan. I was like, we need stuff like that. We need stuff that's not antiques that draws the eye yeah. and that are high quality. I was like, we got Brent. I got another guy that I talked to that does... Uh, High-quality leather work. I've got two big chiefs that never sold from the guy that originally dealt that are just in his storage locker right now. You could have those to start. Yeah, we have to look at it. So the space isn't huge. It's it's honestly like maybe two of these. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that kind of leather. Yeah, I know and, I, and Leah has this thought. I, I walked through it. She's like, this is going to be your thing. And I was like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> so he's like, I'm getting, not only am I the stay-at-home dad, but she's like, you're going to take, this is your role, buddy. I just feel like we need to find you something to do. Yeah. By the way, I'm getting you a new puppy. But, yeah. You know, I, just like, need, I just feel like. You're like Mac, and she's Dennis. <laughs> in your new house in the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mac I, but I was like, you know, that's fine. I want to do it. That's cool. You know, yeah. I get to do this stuff and find stuff. Turn me into an American picker. But, um. Yeah, I, we went through the place, and I was like, you know, this one looks great. And, the, and this is why I think this one, even though it's cluttered, is ideal. And she's like, I don't like it. And she's like, this is what mine would look like. And it's like one of those where it's like there's nine things in it, and it's mm-hmm. made to look like a southern living right. ad. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not it. This is not something I want to have anything to do with. <clears throat> yeah. And I hit her with the, if it's... My thing, yeah, and she's like, I know, yeah, and that kind of space you're not selling to like stuffy old ladies who want a well curated minimalist space, you got to make it look like an like an alcoholic New York author's like, <laughs> living room, like magazines that are stacked high enough to serve as coffee tables, right? And a coffee table that's just covered it has, in like, yeah, you make, a good, you make a good point. It needs to look like Ernest Hemingway. It needs to wrote, have a lived in yeah. charm so when they walk in, they don't <laughs> want to walk out. Right. They're like this, like you can smell tobacco in here. Like, I told her that. I said, there's going to be things in this booth that we don't have any intention of selling. Not because we want them, right. because the aesthetic they provide turns the eye towards the big Indian chief. Yeah, or like look up – I wouldn't expect you to get one because even if you could find one, they're outrageously priced. But look up Ralph Lauren writer chair. It's this massive leather chair, and if you find one, they're well-worn. They come with an ottoman, and it's like that's the perfect kind of vibe for that living room space. Well, we have those. I have a $5,000 Italian leather chair with an ottoman. That's part of the thing that's going to okay. go in there yeah. because we got it for 150 bucks <clears throat> at an estate sale. There, nice. were two, there were two of them. And is it a Ralph Lauren writing chair? No, it's not okay. Ralph Lauren, but we had it looked at. Because those are five grand, too. Yeah, this, the guy that was looking at this thing was like, this is the, you can't get more authentic. It's the kind of, he's like, 
in Italy, these things are known. They don't do this all the time, but the leather is so good, you can tap out a cigar on the arm mm. and then just swipe it away. Mm. And there's no burn. There's no mark. That's, he's like, these chairs are just incredible. Yeah. And we have one. You've seen it. You probably just didn't think about it. And I was like, that can go in there. We might yeah. not have any intention of selling it. Yeah, in you fact, create a space. I, I said we put it in there with a sold sign on it. Like, get somebody in there and be like, oh, wow, damn, that's nice. Of course they like this thing. And they'll yeah. put a price on it that was absurd. They don't know what this person's buying it for. Yeah. And in the meantime, they're like, this chair's nice, but look at this fucking... And then yeah. they're in. It's like all the other yeah. stuff that we do want to sell. You need good aged textures. Not necessarily rustic cabin-type stuff, but like... You want people to use the word patina. Yeah, you, you want it to look like an, a writing nook that Hemingway or Bukowski sat in, mm-hmm. like an alcoholic nicotine addict in this chair. <laughs> Old rugs, you know, interesting coffee cups, yeah. you know, ashtrays, old magazines. And that's when I said, like, the stuff that we have is so all over the place and cool that like, you get them in there. With, like, I do have old books, old National Geek, all that stuff. And then it's like, but, you know, if you throw in a Nixon... It's awesome. Yeah. Some of you be like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And we make, we have one of those in our bathroom. Yada, yada. I did study. I did. Bar cart. Yeah. Liquor bottles. Whatever. I was like, but she's like, that's my new, well, this is your thing. And I'm like, you know, like I said, thanks, Ma. But we have to, we'll see how that goes. Well, if you want any curation, uh, if, you, if you want any curation help or just Indian pictures, my door is open. <laughs> well, as I was saying, I, I got the, the fear that you big. Well, I, I don't even do Indian prints anymore. We're no, I'm still. I, if it's a side hustle I enjoyed doing, I will still pursue it. But if it's a side hustle that I was m- only doing for the money and and hated the grind, I'm letting that shit go. Yeah, like the suit pictures. I like taking photos. I don't like taking photos for this guy. I don't need his paycheck anymore. And I'm out. Yeah. But the Indian prints, that's fun because there's a lot of Photoshop work that goes into it. You know, the framing part's a little bit of hard labor. I break a sweat doing it because of the weight and the size, but I like doing <laughs> that. It's a big piece of glass. You can't cut yourself with it. What? The glass that goes into those, it's huge and heavy. Oh. So it is hard work making them, but I like doing it, and I would still be doing it, Kristen's new job or not. Yeah. Because to me, if. You know, when I used to sell those at that shop down in Atlanta, they would sell for like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, and I'd get seventy percent of that. Like, that's easy fucking money. And if that's coming in on top of new income, it's like now we can just play. Like that's paying the bills and going into savings. Da da da. Like this is just fucking fun money at this point. Sorry, I get my. <laughs> it's all good. My well, phone blown up. Let's do a quick safe sex so we can start a new track. Safe sex. All right, we're back. I don't know. I'm gonna take my gator off now. You're fine. Well, may as well at this point. Uh, I don't remember where we left off. I know we were talking about money. And Fuck your, all that. Oh, and your antique, your antique yeah, business. Yeah, but really, your new thing. People are just good that we're back and talking. But let's get to why we're here. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're. You texted me the other night. I'll, I'll provide a little Thanksgiving night. You text me. You, you got to either drop the mask or get closer. Thanksgiving night. You asked me, or you text me. I think your text is like that was the most awkward SNL style Thanksgiving you've ever had. The better way to put it now in hindsight was it was You get closer. It was very cliche. Okay. In that sense, like when they make fun of family gatherings at Thanksgiving, it's 
politics and religion, you know, and the drunk uncle who's a little racist, you know, drunk uncle from SNL comes to mind, you know. And the thing is, I know I'm the outlier in my family. I know that, you know, mom and dad vote Republican and Brian votes Republican, probably because that's what Lauren tells him to do. And (laughs) it's just a jab. Uh, And Banks does because he doesn't know any better. He's just like, oh, mom and dad and their wealthy friends all vote this way. That must be the way to vote. Yeah. You know, he's not informed at all. And he even laughs when he's like, I'm an uninformed voter. I just go R all the way down. Like, yeah, you have no idea what you're doing. Like, even I, when I voted for John McCain in 2008, still voted for Democrats and Libertarians that I had looked up in the down ballot. I was an informed voter in 2008. You just went and did R's. But anyways... I know that I'm the outlier. I'm the black sheep politically. I'm the one that wants to make sure everyone has health insurance. What an asshole. Um, (laughs) And I don't bring it up because there's no point in bringing it up. Why would you bring up something, especially with your parents, that you're not going to agree on? Um, But the problem with Thanksgiving, once the meal was over, it was was a fine meal. Turkey was really good. I, I actually liked the turkey this year. Um, eventually we all gathered on the back porch with the TV and watched football. And like, yeah, this is what I wanted. You told me the story via text, but I wanted, like, where were you? We're on the back porch. Okay. Banks and my grandmother are on the couch. My dad had taken a motorcycle ride to the liquor store to buy more wine. Brian and Lauren didn't have Thanksgiving with us. They were at her parents' house, so they weren't even there for it. And me and Kristen are sitting to the right of the couch and we're all just kind of watching football and bullshitting and drinking wine and hanging out and like every other commercial is a fucking Jeremiah Wright Raphael Warnock goddamn America like every other fucking commercial so it's it's just being thrown in your face and then my grandmother who's on her however many wines at that point is like ugh and then Banks said something like why does this guy hate you know uh, why does this reverend hate I was like you got to understand that this Raphael Warnock, he's, in a, he's a preacher here, I think. I don't even know that much about him. I said, but this Jeremiah Wright shit, that's shit they used to run against Obama in 2008. That's old fucking shit. I don't even know how it's connected. It's, he made comments on it. He, he's the, for one, he's the pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church, Martin Luther King's church. So it must be a real scumbag. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he had done some interviews when Jeremiah Wright was in, in the public eye and had said some of this stuff. But like any political commercial, right. it's been taken totally out of context. And chopped up. But continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, something about politics comes up. I'm not weighing in. And Banks tells our grandmother, you know, you know, Brent's a Democrat. <laughs> and she's like, What? And she looked at me and I said, yeah, I'm a, I vote Democrat. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, vote for that scumbag who's currently president? Like, no. Like, I I would have voted for, I, 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 as honestly, I would have voted for fucking John Kasich if he was running as a Republican against him. You know, I like him more than I like Joe Biden, but fuck, I'm not voting for that asshole. Right. Uh, and then, you know, she's like, you voted for Joe Biden? I said, yeah, oh, I voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And then Banks goes, he voted for Hillary, too. And she's like, oh, my God, Brent. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I voted for Hillary. Again, not voting for the pussy grabber. That was an easy call for me. <laughs> he 
He's not even a real Republican, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she's so, a, she's of an clear, age. But to be clear, though, right now you're saying that her reaction was only kind of like it was disgust, but and it was real. It was, yeah, and it was red wine aided, but white wine, but yes, but but not. Go ahead. I don't want to ruin this. No combative talk. Yeah. At this point, uh, this thing keeps falling. I got I'm tired of fighting it. No combative talk, but I, I, I said, <laughs> you know, she's like, I can't believe this. And she's, do you like Nancy Pelosi? And at that point I said, oh, I love her. I think she's hot, especially for a woman her age. <laughs> and, she, and she like swatted her hand at me. And I, and I said, and I love socialism. I want socialism to be just widespread in this country. I want people's rights to be taken away. Whatever you've heard on Rush Limbaugh, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, I'm just hamming it up at that point. Right. Um, and she goes, I can't believe you vote Democrat. And I said, and then at this point, with a little bit of biting truth, I said, well, actually, when I go vote, I usually look at it more like voting against Republicans than I do voting for Democrats. Oh. And she was like, oh, I can't believe this. Because in her mind, Republicans are Christian. Christian is best. Trump is a godsend. He is a good man, a godly man, a Christian man, all not true. But in her mind, in her... 79, 78-year-old mind, Republican is to Christian as Christian is to Republican. They coincide. You can't be, a, apparently, you don't, Democrats don't have a God. I, I right. flies in the face of all the Catholic Democrats that are, there are, but whatever. And then, for whatever reason, Banks chose to escalate an already tense 10 minutes and tell our very <laughs> Christian and devout grandmother, he's an atheist, too. <laughs> point political disgust turned into like my grandson's gonna burn in hell tears yeah and now it's weird and i was like so she's crying right there she's she's welling she's welling welling i don't know that she ever wept but she certainly welled okay that makes sense um and she's like you don't believe in god i said no but that's not news i said right I said, I haven't believed in God for, like, 15 years. You worked at Accent Graphics. Like, we used to talk about this shit when we were stuffing church bulletins for a print customers. Like, this isn't this isn't news. And I said, I understand maybe you don't remember. You're older and you've forgotten a lot of things. But we've talked about this. And she's like, well, you at least, I mean, you do believe in Jesus. And I said, well, no, because that it's all kind of the same nonsense. So, no. <laughs> and that's when she started, like, sort of half crying. Right. And, like, exacerbated. Out of breath, can't can't wrap her mind around this. You know, she's like, "What do you? What's gonna happen to you when you die?" And I was like, oh, "Well, God. you know, probably uh, whatever happened to me before I was born. Nothing. You know, and that, I'm okay with that." Ugh. And and Kristen, I'm not gonna throw Kristen under the bus here, but Kristen was like nine wines in at this point. Oh boy, and she no help at all. Kristen is a mender. She wants to mend things. Like yeah. if her family is arguing. She's one of the she's one of the people trying to just bring peace by explaining everyone's opinion to everyone, and it's like you're not going to win over. Right. So like you're not going to win over your dad with this political debate. He's a staunch Trump Republican. You're not going to win over your liberal aunt with a Republican. You're not going to like stop trying to fix because you're not going to fit. You're just making it. You're making the shouting louder, and right. you're making it take longer to get this over with. So at some point I had to just kind of be like, stop helping because you're not. Because yeah. Kristen was trying to sell the idea to my grandmother that like 
there's lots of religions. This isn't the only one. And I tried to, against my better judgment, make, the, to me, the strongest atheist point I've ever heard made, which was, you know what it's like to think like me, because there's a thousand religions. I don't believe in any of them, and you just, you believe in one. Like, think about that. And she was like, I don't understand what you're saying. I can't believe this. <laughs> and I said, well, do you believe in Allah? Do you believe in Buddha? Do you believe in Krishna? Do you be-? She's like, they didn't die for my sins on the cross. I'm like, okay, do you believe in that? <laughs> no. Okay, see how easy that was? Now ask me if I believe in Jesus. No, it's that easy. <laughs> you know, Christopher Hitchens has a famous quote. is like, you know, they've uh, all the monotheisms have narrowed their God down to one. And how, you know, fortunate that they're getting that much closer to the true number. Like, like yeah. we've gone from all these gods to these gods to this one. Yeah. And I tried to make that point, which is an easy one for most people to comprehend. Like, oh, yeah, I don't believe in Mormonism. So as easy it is for me to not believe in Mormonism, it's as easy for you to not believe in what I believe in. And I, she's like, I have to pray for you. I said, if that makes you feel good, you can pray. She's like, well, it's not me. It's going to change your heart. And like, ah. I said, if you want to go home tonight and talk to God, that's fine. I, I don't hold your breath, though, like yeah. that I'm going to call you tomorrow and he visited me in a dream. Like, no, that's not going to happen. He'd have to be real for that to happen. You know, I'm trying not to be a dick, but I'm also losing patience. Here's my thing. And when, the dickishness is coming out. I only had the thought that when I thought of the story, you told me the story. The only thing I kept coming back to was what a prick. What a momentous prick. We have Banks ruined our grandmother's Thanksgiving. I mean... And probably the rest of the And then year. to come at it with that attitude of, like, I was bored. Thought I'd mix it up. Mixing it up is like, you know, you, you might throw a nibble <laughs> yeah. out there. How about this? And you might say, you know, I the, don't know what it is, but it's not, this, it's not letting Granny know. This will make you hate him more. About 15 minutes later, he left. That, what the fuck? <laughs> he left to go to a dessert party at somebody else's house. <laughs> Dropped the bomb, made our grandmother cry, put me on a defensive that I haven't been on in a good 12 years. Yeah. As, I, as something else I said to my grandmother, I said, I don't think about this stuff. People like you think about it and want to just hammer me with it. It's not on my mind on a daily basis, you know, like it is yours. Right. And now that you know this, it's going to be woven into every conversation until hopefully you forget about it or maybe one day I just lie and say, oh, yeah, I changed my mind. I believe in God. Right. But it didn't end there. No, it didn't. Because you kept telling me. It was like the story you were telling was unfolding. You, you left out parts Yeah. that, like, you didn't leave them out. But I think what was happening, I knew it was serious because I was like, when you were telling me, I was like, I can't tell, I can't gauge any emotional reaction through a text. And then when I said, so are you good? Like, are you okay? <laughs> and your response was, yeah, I think so. I was like, oh, he's not okay. It doesn't really matter about, it, doesn't, it wasn't yeah. like the crying grandmother. It was yeah. the, it was like, the, what the fuck just happened here? Yeah, it was being, it was being put on the defensive. And it's not like everybody else, it's not like I was being dogpiled by believers. But my grandmother was just, the best was like, well, did you talk to your uncle, my uncle who passed away this year, who's the reverend, the one who left my wedding because I dared to serve beer? Uh, she said, did you ever talk to him about this? I said, why would I talk to the least open-minded man I know about <laughs> about religion? <laughs> like, no. I, why, what, what, what does he have? Does he have a video I don't know about? Like, yeah. no, I didn't talk to him about it. And then Banks, I think, to get on my side a little bit, 
said something like, you know, well, I believe in God, but there's some stuff that's just fucking dumb. Like speaking in tongues is fucking stupid. And I'm with it. It is. It's, you know, you watch those TV preachers do it, and it's like, oh, you can just hear the money coming out of the old lady purses right now. Yeah. Like, what shills? Did you see that metal video I sent, by the yes, way? Yes, it was great. I love yeah. it. Your dad actually commented on it on Facebook. Nice. Um, and so Banks attacks tongues. And I said, yeah, tongues is a big sticking point for me. It was when I actually still attended Bible study. <laughs> I said this on the podcast. You know, that particular group, they love to mock what other religions believe in. And then they would literally sit there and go, hum I'm like, are you fucking serious, man? Come on. It's almost like a desperate attempt to make something real. Like, hey, if, if if I'm part of it, then it has to be. Like, no, not necessarily. You know, fucking Son of Sam heard voices. You know, it doesn't mean they were there. Well, we know now that was bullshit. Um, and he's born again, so good for Is him. he? Yeah. I did not know that. So Banks takes a stab at tongues, and then my grandmother, now sort of hyperventilating and, like, just can't believe that I'm going to burn in hell. Uh, it's like, I speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. And Banks go, do the ABCs in tongues. <laughs> and at that point, now I have to get on the religious side and be like, that's not what tongues is. There isn't an ABCs in tongues. And then a few moments goes by and my grandmother speaks in tongues for all of us to bear witness. And I was like, this just went from frustrating to sad, like that. Wow. And Banks, I think, chuckled, and nobody really acknowledged it. And I was like, I can't say what I want to say, because I'm not going to make this woman's day worse. But, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're going to prove that something is real by just demonstrating it when it's like, that's that doesn't make it real. That's not what speaking in tongues is. And And... Technically, if it were real, you have to be overwhelmed by the presence of the Holy Spirit. I have a hard time imagining that he swooped down just now so yeah. you could prove a point. Right. It's like I remember vividly being in a youth uh, service once, and everybody was talking about how dense the Holy Spirit presence was in that room because everybody was overwhelmed by it. And then I started noticing parents come trickling in to pick up the middle school kids that weren't old enough to drive themselves home right. and they all lined the back of the church and I'm standing on the stage thinking I'm bearing witness to the Holy Spirit just overwhelming this building and then I start noticing all these adults with their arms folded looking at their watches going, huh, well he's not impacting them so you have to be <laughs> like here at the beginning? Like what is that? Like, you know, and it was one of those like, hmm, I don't know about this kind of moments. So to prove that it's real, she did it on command, which I was like, ah, this. And then it was shortly after that that Banks left, and I rerouted the conversation and talked about Heaven's Gate's Hell's Flames play, mm. and and then just people that we all remembered from those church days and that I'm still in touch with. And I just tried to like keep it on the subject, but get off the subject. We talked a lot about that church in those days, and that's where it eventually fizzled out. And when she left, she said that she was going to pray extra hard for me and my poor children. Now I was like, oh, "All right, your poor children." I said, "If it makes you feel better, she's like, it's not for me. It's not for me." I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. you know what I want to say is, if you want to talk to your imaginary friend about me, that's fine. But I'm not going to say that to a 78 year old woman. She's already had enough of a bad day. Yeah. 
And then Brian and Lauren come back to the house because they are staying there. They just had Thanksgiving with her family. And Banks starts telling them what happened. Everybody thinks it's funny because they all know my my stance. We just choose not to bring it up. I'm sure it bums all of them out that I'm the only one that's going to go to hell. Um, but they don't bring it up, and I don't bring it up, but we just don't talk about it. And so they're all laughing, and then Dad gets back with wine, and they all tell him, and he laughs a little. Then eventually my grandmother leaves, and then at some point, my dad sits down next to me and asks me what I like about Joe Biden. <laughs> to start that. I was like, <laughs> I, what I should have said, like I said to the, you, the, this to you in text, I said, at some point it's on me to just go, why? Why are we going to do this? Yeah. Like, I could have just, I could have been the one to say, but your talk, blood was up, man. I don't you're talk fucking, about it. You're ready to go now. I said, you know, snark, in a snarky way, I said, he's not Donald Trump. That's the first one. Like, yeah. I would have voted for a scarecrow over Donald Trump. Yeah. He said, I want a real reason. And I said, well, here's one. I like the idea of single-payer health care, and I think whoever the Democrat in charge is in the White House is more likely to get us there. And then I outlined the reasons why. And I made an example as if your house catches on fire, the firemen don't show up and ask to see your insurance. They show up and put that fire out. Why should it be any different if you all of a sudden come down with cancer? That is not your fault. You know. Right. And then he made the point about insurance and competition driving the price down. I was like, yeah, but the price is going up because insurance companies have to compensate for all the people who can't afford health care. And so they raise the premiums on everybody who has insurance. Right. Competition doesn't work that way in the health insurance market. That's a thing. That's been proven. Well, I don't want to live in a socialist country. Well, you already kind of do in other ways, like police and fire. That's changing the subject. Actually, it's not. That's an analogy. Yeah. That's what, At some point, I, every time I would make an analogy or a comparison to emphasize a point, he would tell me I'm changing the subject. And at some point, rather pointedly, I said, making comparisons and analogies to illustrate a point isn't changing the subject. If it weakens your point, I'm sorry, but that's I'm still talking about health insurance. <laughs> I'm just using other things to highlight my idea. And uh, he shook his head, and that was kind of the end of it. <laughs> what a day. Because my whole thing with that conversation is like, we've always had your way, and it sucks. So why are you still fighting for it? Yeah. I don't care what your thoughts are on health insurance, but he said something about how in Canada you, you got to wait in line and da-da-da. I said, well, Kristen's cousin is Canadian. He's lived there his whole life. And every time we get together, we talk about this because he thinks what we do is hilarious. And he's told me he's never known anyone his entire life who didn't get an operation or procedure that they needed. That the line, He said, the shit that you guys get from your right wing in America is hilarious to me because yeah. it doesn't represent this country at all. And my dad said something about, well, that's not what I hear. And I said, well, you hear hearsay from WSB. I'm talking to a Canadian said, who have you heard from directly who has experienced that? No answer. And then at some point he brought up, well, you know, you got to pay extra to get procedures done there if they're not covered by what the state does. I said, that still applies to your insurance now. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of shit that my insurance won't cover that if I want to have done, i got to pay extra out of pocket for it. There's no difference there. And then the strongest point I've ever made for single payer, for me personally, 
they were, I remember when Bernie was running in 2016, he was saying that uh, your taxes, my taxes would increase, I think it was 4% from what they currently are to cover my single-payer pay-in. And I told my dad, I said, my current withholding on my monthly pay is $600. It's $300 twice a month. That's FICA and all that shit. I said, you would have to double that to match what I currently pay for health insurance. The single-payer plan proposed by Bernie four years ago was a 4% hike. Explain to me why I shouldn't be in favor of that financially. I said, I realize you're a six-figure income earner. I'm not. Right. So I like the idea of paying 4% more in taxes and having insurance that I can literally go anywhere with. Because once it's a single-payer, you can go anywhere. And they all take it because they're required to by law. And then he went on some jag about the government telling hospitals and doctors what they can and can't do. And I was like, well, yeah, that's regulation. They already do that. Doctors can't just go, hey, I'm going to cut a spine in half today because I want to. <laughs> There's already rules in place about what they can and can't do and what procedures are. Right. This idea that we're just going to lose doctors once the government takes over is well, absurd. I'm not trying to get into the intricacies of the single-payer health system here. but That's about where it ended. Yeah. I drank more wine. Kristen drank way more wine. Yeah. She had a very nasty hangover the next day. And it was Adelaide's birthday, too. I, was, I, I told her that night, I went and got her Gatorades and vitamins and everything I could to help prevent what was inevitable in the morning. And in her state, I said, you got to boot, rally, whatever you got to do, because you were helping me tomorrow get this house ready for Adelaide's <laughs> birthday. That our daughter's turning seven. I don't know why you drank this much wine. You don't either, but you got to rally tomorrow. No, no laying on the couch hangovers. Get it together, wake up, eat some food, take some Motrin, and get it in gear. And to her credit, she did. She was nice. Like, she's like, I'll, I'll make it happen. Well, I have to eat. Yeah. My stomach's rotting from the inside out. So I'm I gotcha. But uh want to touch more on this next week. <laughs> I feel like we ran out of time a little bit, and there were some other constrictions that... Well, to be clear, you didn't want to have this conversation while my dad was still here at the no. office. No. No, just not because I feel like he would like come in and 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 launch into more it would rebuttals. Just be weird. It would be weird, and then like, what if he did come in with a rebuttal, and now he's this third player on the podcast? I don't yeah. know. You know. And what are you gonna say? Yeah, because I don't imagine you're gonna join his side of the argument. No, it's gonna get. <laughs> it's gonna become like y'all are teaming up on me to change the subject. Yeah. Like, I don't know about that. Yeah. But. We'll leave it here. It's a good show. I that think. was my Thanksgiving. Was yours better than that? Oh, infinitely. <laughs> None of that happened. But there's a lot more family drama coming down the pike. Some of it as a byproduct of Thanksgiving Day decisions and some of it just because it was always going to be. But there's Like Christmas stuff coming up? Yeah. There's some great stuff that is going to be great pod <laughs> and just stick with us while we get back in this groove and yeah. uh, no, I, we've already been asked about the Kristen's family's big Christmas Eve dinner that they do with like 50 people it was like I saw easy no yeah there's a few easy no's but there's a few people that they don't know that yet they don't know about the no's <laughs> let's put it that way to, in fairness to them they said they were going to keep it to like t- 12 that's, was like, that's still too many that's people. That's entirely too many. They said, yeah. I'm not related to any of you by blood. There's no reason to see you on Christmas Eve. We'll see the immediate grandparents on Christmas morning, yeah. and that's it. W-F-U-C-K! Coming up next, we've got traffic and weather. We've got sports with Skip and Nather. <laughs> Stay 
tune here is Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, 